0: Egg. This is Fly Femme's and Sengibo. We're live from the Fly Femme studio. Hey,
1: you know what? We are so proud. We are so honored. We have this talented man. Dude, when he writes his songs, right? Yeah. His love songs, everything, it touches me like crazy. Because when you love someone Lucas Graham in the Fly FM studio. That's Welcome, right.
2: Lucas. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks for having me. Welcome <laughs> to Malaysia.
1: Uh,
0: I mean, so far, y- you've been in Malaysia. You've tasted our food, I'm assuming. Yes. Okay, what, what have you had so far?
2: Well, what was the the, the sticky rice I just had for breakfast? The, spice, the Pula. Pula sticky rice. Yep. Uh, I just had some, uh, I had some curry puffs. Yes, just before my uh, my sticky rice breakfast. Mm-hmm. Wow, I, I just had Tarek in the. <laughs> Tarek, <T-tarik? laughs> Tarek. There you go. Um, yeah, last night or uh, two nights ago mm-hmm. when we went. The first thing, the first fruit I tasted here was the durian, the king of fruit. I Did ate, it scare I ate, you. I ate almost a half durian. Okay. And then I I was drinking water from the husk after I started sweating (laughs) like crazy. But wasn't the smell, like, offensive? I mean, there's a lot of cheese I like that way I wouldn't smell it first, you know? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. True, that's fair. We have some pickled and smoked fish in the country I'm from. Mm -hmm. Don't smell it, just eat it. Exactly. (laughs) So it's the taste that matters.
0: Always. So on a scale of one to five, five being fantastic, one being very ugh, uh, how would you rate durian?
2: Uh, three or four. It's not my favorite fruit, mm-hmm. but I mean, I, I won't say no to it. I mean, I would like to try the there sticky rice with durian oh, that yes. everyone's talking about. Yes. Because the other one, uh, the other durian I tried is with from uh, from northern Thailand, which was more sweet and more like uh, fruit. Yes. The okay. one I tried here in Malaysia was more custardy like oh, savory yes. savory custard that's yes, right
1: yes there's different kinds of durian mo I mean they have different textures and whatnot. I mean you have
2: different kinds of uh, kinds of apples and pears or you know, different yes. types of berries uh, yes. if there was not like uh, different types of durian I would be surprised and, <laughs> and you even had mangosteen yeah mangosteen is probably my favorite.
1: Because it's sweet and nice, right?
2: Sweet and and a little bit sour. Yeah. I like
1: sour. Do you know that if you eat durians, if you don't want that like awful smell from your mouth, you got to eat mangosteen to neutralize it.
2: Well, that's why I didn't smell of the durian. Well, yeah, <laughs> you, you
1: smell good. <laughs> I
2: can't smell it now. Yesterday, my breakfast was basically lichen, uh, durian, rambutan, and then what's the little small? Uh, <laughs> the, the small? <laughs> no. He's checking with his team. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's They're okay. I blue-less. can't. <laughs> I can't remember everything.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I, he's more Malaysian than all of us now. <laughs> I yeah. don't think the last time I had Durian, I can't remember.
2: But I only have three days here, so I have to make the most of it. Yes. Yo. And as I don't get to visit like say eastern Malaysia mm-hmm. where there's a lot of food I'd like to try. I yes. don't get to truck go to the provinces and try different sambals. So and I don't even get to see the rainforest or the beaches, right? Yeah. Right. So what do I do? I, I t- try and taste your country. <laughs> <laughs> you are are you gonna be like the Anthony
1: Bourdain here? Yeah. Because you are like a massive foodie. I didn't expect from someone who looks fit like you. Yeah. You've been eat, even like coming to the studio. You were eating the pulut. like huh? it's like you're eating it every
2: day. Yeah, but I mean. Food's my jam. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there
1: really? was a
2: rule in my m- mom and dad's house. Uh-huh. Right? My dad had a lot of music. He had like maybe 150 different v- on vinyls and mm-hmm. like thousands of CDs. And mm-hmm. we had a rule that if you were cooking food, you could hear whatever you wanted really, really loud. Nice. Oh. So I started cooking when I was like 8, 10 years old. I was cooking dinner for the whole family. Okay, That's and awesome. And
1: so what's your signature dish?
2: Wow. Right now, I'm actually really into like North Indian dals. Mm-hmm. Make them sp- spicy enough to have to you or you need the writer.
0: Dude, wow,
2: dude. So you can you can handle the spice. Oh yeah. Yesterday we went for uh, for uh, for, uh, for like uh, local Indian food, mm-hmm. and we had uh toza. We had oh. the the roti, the big the roti, crispy roti, the really long one. What's yep. it called? Uh, roti tissue. Roti tissue.
1: Oh my god. A little you know, too
2: sweet uh, <laughs> for my flavor, but it Yo, was really good.
1: Lucas, I think if you talk about food, it will never end. No, no, no. <laughs> right?
2: I, I thought we were here to talk about music. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so let's
1: talk about your music. That's okay, awesome. we're gonna talk about Lucas Graham, especially on his latest single "Love Someone," and that's coming up next.
0: Hey, thanks for tuning in to Fly FM. This is Fly FM's Hafizan Gibo live from the Fly FM studio.
1: Hey, we got
0: Lucas Graham in the studio with us. Yeah.
2: Can you love someone?
1: So Lucas, you've been touring like mad. Yeah. Every single day. I mean, like, h- how do you maintain this awesome bod of yours? <laughs>
2: I mean, uh, when I started touring when I was like 22, 23, Mm -hmm. I was actually pretty fit. And then after a couple of years on tour, I was pretty fat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because it's very hard
1: to control a diet, right? Yeah,
2: but also like it doesn't really affect my self-esteem. But Mm -hmm. um, we had like in 2016, I had 90 flights, 300 days away from home. Wow. Um, And eating becomes really, really difficult. You know, grabbing the burger or the pizza or the Mm -hmm. pasta becomes really easy. Yes. Um, I just like, I I try to get the local food, eat a lot of fruits, Mm -hmm. maybe skip breakfast. And uh, so this is your regime, right? most good things in life should be like should be dosed yes Mm -hmm. like most good things in life are like roti tissue right yeah sure (laughs) that is so bad of an
1: example to have because roti tissue is so huge yeah yeah, but my point is that you
2: shouldn't you should share it with someone you're not supposed to eat it all on your own yes that's right (laughs) sharing is caring Sharing exactly. is caring.
1: So uh, right now, in the, for your album, right, um, so compared to your previous album, this is your third one. Yeah. Um, uh, what kind of inspiration did you get to produce this one?
2: I mean, my daughter, of course, is a huge inspiration, but mm-hmm. also my, my fiancé, because she is such an amazing mother, and she's a really supporting like uh, girlfriend in all of this that I'm doing. I mm-hmm. have a crazy life, you know, chewing all around the world. So mm-hmm. writing Love Someone... To her, I mean, if I work too much, she might leave me one day. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is true. She might. You got
1: limit your life sometimes. Exactly.
2: You know? I mean, you should marry someone that you don't really like, so if she leaves you, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I wrote these songs about my my feelings of, of, of family. I wrote a song called Stick Around For Now okay. to my, my daughter about I'm going to be here but not forever. Mm-hmm. But until I'm I'm gone, I will be here for you 120%. Okay. The first, the opening song, Not A Damn Thing Changed, I wrote about a friend of mine who, who uh, took his own life a year ago. Oh, I'm sorry. We were friends for 29 years. Mm-hmm. He was three months older than me. So like when I turned 30, I, yeah. I was very well aware that William didn't. Okay. You know? then the last song on the album is then about getting married like Maya it's called Say Yes Mm. but she said yes to me and we're gonna get married in the church where I buried my father
1: Wow! Where I buried
2: my friend William and everybody else from our community, you know. Wow! Wow! It's like a full circle there. Yeah. And and I am. Um, this is the first album that we've ever written that is It's like a, a contained masterpiece of art. Yes. The mm-hmm. other albums was like a song from here, a song from there. This album was mostly written from September to May. Okay. September 17 to May 18. So it was very, a, very a very compact creative process.
1: All right. So usually when you write the songs, right? I'm sure you're going to preview it to your loved ones. Were there times where they'd be like, ah, oh, I don't like that chorus?
2: Yes, when I played, uh, <laughs> really? I I played the first version of Say Yes to my girlfriend, and, uh-huh. and she got really mad, and she was like, you know <laughs> what? If if a song about us getting married is gonna be all about your dad, I don't even want to get married. Oh, oh man! Oh, 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 <laughs> so she she's your biggest critique. I think I'm probably my biggest critique but then uh, as soon as I'm really really satisfied with something uh, my mom or my fiance can like tear it apart and I'm like <laughs> okay I'm just gonna go to the garage and shoot
1: myself so how do you convince them that hey it's okay we don't need to do any retouch on this you know songs.
2: I have to say depending on the arguments uh, mm-hmm. I, 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 re- I changed say yes st- like drastically it was, it's a completely different song it has the same sentiment yep. okay I'm going back inside that church again yeah. to marry her and now let go of them. Yes. So you actually had to change up the lyrics. The lyrics are the same. It was the chorus that had to be scrapped and rewritten. <laughs> the power of love. The power of women. <laughs>
0: oh, my gosh. Hey, what's going on? This is FlyFam's Hafiz Gibo live from the FlyFam Studio. You can tweet us anytime you want at FlyFam958.
1: And we are so lucky because today we got Lucas Graham, the man who can touch your soul with his music. <laughs> Cause when you love someone. You open up your heart Yo, this song, right, it sounds so personal. Did it come from a
2: personal experience? I became a father two and a half years ago. Mm, Congratulations. uh, congratulations. Suddenly, I became, like, mortally afraid of losing everything that I spent my entire life building. Like, I met my girlfriend when I was 18, and Mm -hmm. we became a couple when I was, like, 24, yeah, 24. Mm -hmm. And... and, we and now I like I was 30 years old and she gave me the biggest gift of my life my daughter Viola yeah and suddenly I was like oh, I could lose all this like if if I work too much I'll lose it but if I don't work enough I won't be happy right. and
1: I, yeah and then you got to like you know juggle your time cuz you, you want to spend balance. time with a daughter exactly
2: i mean the first time we were invited to Malaysia actually my mm-hmm. um, was right around the time of my daughter's birth so i took 7 weeks off two mm-hmm. two weeks before she was born and 5 weeks after and uh, and and i mean yeah, I, I that's why we're here now only. Like it took such a long time to be able to find the time to come back. I mean, we it's our first time in Southeast Asia and we're loving it. So Thanks. when
1: your daughter came to this world, did you tear a bit? I, I broke down her? completely and yeah. I,
2: I loved her instantly and knew that, that from now on there was something more important than me in the world. Yeah.
1: Like, I, I know how you feel, ma'am, Because I got a four-year-old daughter Wow I mean, um, right now Oh,
2: that must be an interesting age Interesting <laughs> She asks
1: a lot of questions I can't even answer And I feel bad lying to her most of the time uh, Which I shouldn't You shouldn't <laughs> I know But for your daughter do, Does she have a terrible 2 phase right now?
2: I mean, you know I think it's it's unfair to children to call it terrible twos. <laughs> there I'm are, sorry, there are two, I'm one of those parents. <laughs> there are two times in uh-huh. a human being's life where you defend your independence as a human being. Okay. There's the 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 defiance age that you just mentioned, yes. and then there's the teenage. Yes. And if you allow your child to be defiant while they are really small, the teenage age won't be as bad. Oh. The thing is that the the child is realizing that, that they are being limited in their freedom and independence. mm
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: And they're fighting against that, but grown-ups are very big. Yes. <laughs> and and grown-ups are usually right, Ooh. <laughs> quote unquote, because they are so big and they decide. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I think it's really about acknowledging your child's temper tantrums and saying, "I really understand you would like to uh, eat chocolate in the couch on Monday morning." But that's not the way we do it around here. <laughs> now eat your porridge or you won't get anything. <laughs> so you start by acknowledging <laughs> the tempo tantrum okay. first. Right? Because I can understand it. I mean, if I if I wasn't 30 years old and struggled to lose 20 kilos over the last four years, yeah. I'd eat chocolate every morning. Of course. Oh, so you were
1: a bit overweight.
2: <laughs> I was uh, 85 kilos and right now I'm like 65 kilos. Wow. So, I mean, my father died and then I just started eating, eating, eating. And mm-hmm. it, it took a lot of time to, to get that, like, re- change my life again okay become a healthy parent
1: and uh, you know what we got to get some tips from Lucas on yeah. how he can keep fit and especially if you check out his Instagram he's doing that is that a plank or what, what do you call that
2: that is uh, what you call a planche bent arm planche press
1: yeah and the other person that I know who could do it is the Canadian Prime Minister well, oh, okay, right?
2: I need to go meet that guy
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah.
2: we'll talk about
1: your uh, healthy lifestyle in a bit
0: Hey, what's up? Fly office Safi Singibo with you live from the Fly Femme studio
1: Hey, the man that brought you Love Someone We got Lucas Graham in the studio when
2: you love someone, you open up your So your songs when are so romantic you know? When you love someone like I, Durian <laughs> that could be the remix version,
1: and Malaysians will
0: actually give you a
1: proper uh, Datuk Ship title. If you don't know what Datuk Ship is, it's like it's a big title. Yeah, like basically, it's like it, knighthood. Yeah, it's a knighthood. Okay. So if you did something like that, you might be Datuk Lucas Graham. You never oh, know.
2: I wouldn't mind that. Yeah. Uh,
1: but uh, for you, growing up, right, what would be your ultimate love song?
2: I was a big fan of, uh, you know, the soundtrack from The Bodyguard. Oh my and gosh. Yes, Whitney we'll Houston. Love, we'll love you, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Whitney. Wow, what a voice! Yes, yeah.
1: incredible voice. Uh, have you ever performed that song? No,
2: a cover? Uh, actually, I have once. In 2014, a couple proposed. like a man proposed to his uh, girlfriend on uh-huh. stage at a really small concert, and we sang. Like a part of <laughs> I'll always oh, love that? you with the sa- like my saxophone player did the solo and everything when she <laughs> oh, said that's yes, awesome. it was beautiful. <laughs> that's
1: awesome. <laughs> that was great, man. So good. Uh, so like, we want to know you your your personal life as in like what do you do on your free time? Because most of us we just Netflix and chill, go YouTube. But you know, what does... Net-
2: I, mean, I thought you said you have kids. Netflix and chill means something. I mean, <laughs> I'm,
1: Netflix and chill watching kids show okay. with my kids. There you okay. go. Yeah, okay, all right? okay. Okay. <laughs> <All right.
2: laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you do during your free time? I mean, I like to read. Um, I'm a huge reader of, of both religious texts, uh, okay. philosophy, and uh, and novels. Okay. I like to cook food for my family, uh, cook different types of food. Right now, I'm really into northern Indian cuisine. Mm. Um, you know, when someone asks you, like, oh, do you like Asian food? I'm like, it's not, what What do you mean? Yeah. Are you, do you mean northern Thai, southern Thai? Whoa, like what, wow, what, like man. what province of Malaysia are we talking <laughs> yes. about? You have like, right stuff now. Yeah, lovely. you know, I, it's, it's it's like do you speak European? Doesn't really exist, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> You're a huge
0: foodie, and you yeah. also have restaurants.
2: Yes, I uh, have a stake in two Michelin-star restaurants in my hometown. Whoa, that's uh, that's amazing. So, yeah. so what are these restaurants about? Uh, these restaurants are about local produce, and uh, they're about. Uh, showing both foreigners and local people how Mm -hmm. we can utilize the herbs and the spices that we actually have in our own country. I mean, I grew up in a household where my father dug the sewer system to the house. We didn't Mm -hmm. have a toilet in our house before Mm -hmm. I was six. Um, I mean, we got government aid for his shoes and stuff like that. Uh So when I was able to uh, invest in something, I mean, if we had chicken on a Sunday, it would be chicken soup on Monday, chicken sandwiches on Tuesday. So I wanted to invest in something that really made me happy, mm. not yeah. something that made me more money because money will never make me happy. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was very happy when I was poor. Then suddenly I was rich and my mm-hmm. dad died and I wasn't happy. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so the food, well, like when I go to this restaurant and I taste something I've never tasted before mm. and I know it's made from ingredients I can go and buy in the local supermarket. Mm-hmm. That is to me one of the biggest miracles besides like watching a woman give birth.
1: Wow. That's amazing. So, any plans of opening an outlet here in Malaysia? Uh uh-huh, huh.
2: Wow, wow. Actually, first, I'm trying to struggle and get some Malaysian chefs to Denmark. We only have four, uh, 100 Malays living in Denmark. 100? 100. And I'll be 100 two of them, two of them I just met. <laughs> but I want to have a Malaysian restaurant in Denmark where we can get the mix, you know, the yes. Chinese, Indian, Malay food in yes. one. So, I can, like... I want, I want to be able to get dosa like, easy mm-hmm. without flying to southern Dude, India or Malaysia for it, right? You're
1: going to be official, uh, official ambassador of Malaysia for food, man.
2: Absolutely. I, I mean, if I could just be a world food ambassador and then stop performing music and travel for food, I'd say yes to that.
1: Don't say that. You're going to make food and perform at the same time. Okay,
2: uh, that sounds a little weird. <laughs> but we can, we
1: <laughs> <laughs> He'll right. be the first to do so. Yeah, okay, <laughs> Lucas, before we let you go, is there anything that you want to share with uh, your fans or, you know, Malaysians in general?
2: I want to say thank you guys for listening to our music so much. Thank you for connecting with my songs. I guess it's because family means as much to you, Malays as it do does to us Christianites from uh, my tiny little neighborhood. hmm I was humbled beyond belief by the amount of love I've been shown here, and yeah, everything I haven't tasted yet, bring it on. (laughs) 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 Let's give it up for Lucas (laughs) Gray!